did you know I had a long weekend? Didn't we all? <laughs> so I worked my ass off on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I came home after a long ass day on my feet. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to rest these old bones. Mm-hmm. So I put my feet up. I put on RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. season 10. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you nope. seen it? Well, I'm like trying to get through any seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race that I can periodically get for free on Amazon Prime. Fair enough. So season 10, mm-hmm. I can get to it. Yeah. As long as I watch it on my computer, I can I, I can get to it. So I've been watching it. And like second episode or something, the drag queen that was eliminated, her name was Vanjie. Okay. And like throughout the entire season, everyone's just been going, Vanjie, <laughs> Vanjie. So all fucking weekend in my head, I'm like, Vanjie. <laughs> so now if you hear me just like off on my own and just hear from a distance, Vanjie. Now I know why. It's, it's you. me. It's you. Okay. Now I need to watch season 10, apparently. It's- it's good just for that because right. like Mich- Michelle Visage will like get RuPaul going, just being like Vanjie, <laughs> and RuPaul's like trying so hard not to laugh, but she can't do it. It's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, that's so soon. Me, I still like watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It's okay. I think I'm the only person who hasn't watched in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, need to get back in there. It's different. Yeah. No, but there are some queens that I'm like, I'm still living for them. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just like to go back to the old classics and kick it back and go back in time and li- watch the things that I used to oh, yeah. watch and remind me. That's why sometimes we like to go back in time once a year and remember the bullshit that we <laughs> listened to 20 years ago. Always the 20th anniversary of some now that's what I call music compilation. Yes. And this one, this year... Is the anniversary of Now That's What I Call Music 6. And that's why that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Welcome to Rock Candy, (laughs) your podcast that gives you weekly, but now (laughs) bi-weekly, sweet treats of stories and tales from the world of music. And this is our third? Fourth? Third. I think it's our... No? It's our third. Yeah. Yeah? God, I don't know. What's time? Time is it's a social third. stonk third. construct. It doesn't matter. It's social stonks. Social stonks. Time yes. is social stonks. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's that's actually... We're already drunk. Because we always get <laughs> hammered because these episodes are super fucking long. Yeah. And they're just so full of ridiculous bullshit. Either garbage artists or just garbage songs. Or sometimes even garbage. The artists. Literal. <laughs> actual garbage <laughs> Shirley Manson garbage which is good garbage yeah that's the only kind of garbage no I like garbage I like garbage all kinds yeah we're trash people <laughs> and we're your hosts I'm Maggie I'm Ashley and we are trash people and we're yeah we're gonna bring you guys back to two th- no, no two, that, 2000 2000 it's just 2000 yeah yeah wow so long ago no is it 20? Are we in 2021? Yes, we are. <laughs> Have been for, um. let me check my watch, eight months. <laughs> Look, I also had a long weekend. and My excuse this entire episode is time is a social construct and it, it means nothing. It really does. Because also like half these songs, you still hear them on the regular. Honestly, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I even hear them on a classic rock station. Wow. Yeah. 
that hurts my heart. Yeah. Every single time. Man. Mostly because I have heart issues now, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Today I got a massage and I think I discovered a lot of my chest pain is from my shoulder pain that has now made its way up to the front of my body. Yeah. I didn't know that could happen. Pain runs deep. Pain <laughs> runs deep in these old bones. Pain. I is- learned that on Saturday. <laughs> I've learned, friends, that pain is just pain spreading through the body. Yeah. It's not weakness leaving it. It's just spreading through it. Yeah. But you know what? You know what kicks my pain away? Beer. <laughs> it takes your pain away. Takes are the pain re- away. Are you really, Jimmy, worlding it up right now with I that I mean, I was beer. thinking more like peaches fuck the pain away. Okay. We can do both. Right? Yeah. I like that a little bit. You know what? I, I like, like th- Jimmy Eat World. I love Jimmy Eat World, but like, I like. Peaches' message better because the Jimmy Eat World song is about narcotics. So. Yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd prefer sucking on my titties like you're wanting me, calling me all the time. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. The narcotics. Yes. Well, this is my narcotic beer. And this week I am drinking Sleeveless Tea from Oma Gang. It's a summer lager with tea, lemon, and natural flavors. It's like a really nice, like... Ice tea <laughs> beverage. I like that you're struggling. Well, because all I can it. think of now is my boyfriend Jeremy taking a sip and immediately saying it tastes like brisk. But it doesn't. T- it tastes like brisk if brisk were actually good. It doesn't have the teeth sweaters of brisk. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I still like it and will still definitely drink it. And the can's really fucking adorable. It's got cute shit on it. So yeah, it's got like a dog and a dude and in, in boxer shorts. Yeah, no, they're all. There's a bunch of like people wearing. It's yeah, it's cute. It's like a cat in a bikini. Yeah. Uh, you're just here for the cat in the bikini. I mean, all that dog. And a dog in a bikini? No, or he's a wearing a hat. Oh, he's cute. He looks like LP. Oh, it's LP, dog. Cute. Yeah. It's LP, dog. No way, dog. That was the whitest thing I've ever said. I'm so sorry. Welcome to the white show. <laughs> and you're, you're, uh, your cider's pretty. Oh, I got it. Pretty kicking. I got a Diner Brew Company Herbalist Cider. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It just looked really good, and it was the only new cider that our beer store had. So, good choice. It's really good. Yeah. Nice and dry. So dry. I'm How dry do you want it? As dry as you can get it. All right. Dry as a bone. Yeah. Bone dry. We have to remember to take a picture of the can. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I don't know if you can make a note somewhere. Write it down. <clears throat> Let me set mm. an alarm. <laughs> I will do it for 10. Yeah. Yeah, do it for 10. Yeah. God, I hope we're not going that long. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I didn't think it was going to be that loud. (laughs) Okay. Oh wait, hold on. No, you missed it. Where are you? Why did you change pages? Okay, got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those are our beers. We're getting ourselves ready. Ready for drinks. Oh, I'm ready. Ready for going going buck wild. My body is ready. All right. We hope your bodies are ready. We hope you kids have cracked your own beverages or yeah. taking your edibles or just enjoying a nice cool glass of water on a hot summer day. I highly suggest that if you are listening to this right now, 
that as you go, as you follow along with the songs, you look them up on YouTube and you watch the official videos oh for my. them. Because it's an experience. Yeah. This is audio and visual yeah. today. Because honestly, nothing says wow like <laughs> music videos from the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing says wow. We put up with a lot of shit. Like music videos from Nothing the early says, 2000s. Wow, why are these fashions coming back like now six? <laughs> yeah, so uh, buckle up, kids, because we're going to kick off Now That's What I Call Music with a tasty jam that is still relevant today. With a strong one. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Britney Spears Stronger. relevant like disturbingly relevant disturbingly relevant it's kind of crazy how this came back to haunt her almost i feel like there are definitely gonna be some songs in here that you're gonna be like hmm still relevant (laughs) 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 well this one right off the bat is the third single off of britney spears's second album oops i did it again wait that was her second album that was her second album what was her first one um Baby One More Time? I don't know. Or self-titled? I don't know. It's the one with Baby One More Time on it. I always thought they were on the same album. Literally, like, only two years apart. Interesting. I'm surprised they're that many years apart. (laughs) All right. So this was written by Rami Yacoub and the legendary Max Martin, which Mm -hmm. I kind of would really like to do an episode on Max Martin someday. He has written a lot of iconic songs. So many. Like, more than you could possibly imagine. More than you can shake a stick at. Truly, honestly. I don't know. I can shake a lot of sticks. I got two hands. I got a lot of sticks to shake. (laughs) I got sticks to shake for days. I can hold them in my toes, shake them all. (laughs) I could probably shake at least six sticks. At least. Yeah, definitely. And six dicks. Sticks and dicks. Shake them all. Shake them all. Gotta shake them all. Shake them if you got them. (laughs) Anyway, please tell me more about Britney Spears. (laughs) 10 minutes in, already on our first (laughs) dick joke. It's going to be good. Not going to be the last. No. These lyrics talk about how despite being unlucky in love, Britney is stronger because of it. Mm. And she actually references Baby One More Time in the lyric, my loneliness ain't killing me no more. Oh, yeah. Why have I never picked that up? I don't know. But Max Martin helped write that song, too. So, like, makes sense that he would reference that one. Max Martin's like, give me fucking two minutes i'll wipe my ass and come up with another song it's fine just wipes his butt with a piece of lined college ruled paper and it's like here you go <laughs> sing it bitch now my loneliness ain't killing me no more there you go you're welcome. literally shit out that lyric <laughs> but as a whole the song eerily foreshadows the battle over britney's conservatorship that is still going on today ew that we talk a lot about in our patreon episode oh yeah so if you want to hear all about our opinions on that i'm sure you can figure them out yup it's big free britney energy up in this bitch big big free britney energy 
<laughs> but yeah, like if you listen to lyrics, if you read the lyrics, it's very like, you know, I'm stronger than yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're not keeping me down. Yeah, the song's about like how her cheating boyfriend is garbage and she needs to kick him to the curb. But like, can probably say that about her dad too. Ooh, yeah, because he's definitely. But hopefully, this whole th- bullshit with her conservatorship is going to be over with because already the one woman that was appointed to overlook her finances is like, yeah, I'm out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> And she was allowed to appoint her own lawyer. And I think she has filed the documents to get the conservatorship. Uh, annulled? Annulled. Or whatever. I guess. Whatever. You know, I say annulled. That's probably not the right word. It, it, it's But it's it legal feels term. legal. It's legal. <laughs> but it feels legal. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> some things that we'll talk about in this episode. Like how we're treating Britney. That is highly illegal. Yes. So the music video was, at the time, pretty technologically advanced. Yeah, that chair dance. And I'm going to say that the video stands the test of time. I'd agree with that. There are some parts that I'm like, oh, that's really bad. Like, there's a part where she's driving and she, like, hits the chair that she was dancing oh. on. And I'm like, that's <laughs> that's bad. It's that great. That's not good. You're trying. That's like... You know, her label just didn't have enough money to make it look really good. <laughs> so they just made it look kind of good. But why didn't you just at that point do a stunt take? I don't, I don't know. It's just a car hitting a chair. No one's going to die. <laughs> it's fine. It was literally all CGI. There was like no realness in any of yeah. that part. But choices. Th- these were choices. Jive Records made choices. Don't they always? Yeah. So it was one of those all CGI, spacey, set in a mildly dystopian future music videos that the early 2000s loved so much. I believe the Spice Girls did something similar. Remember uh, Spice Up Your Life, that video? Oh, yeah. That was very similar to this one, but a little bit more spacey because they had spaceships. (laughs) It was like real space because they had spaceships. (laughs) It was real space. (laughs) Spice Girls went to real space. Yeah. Britney just went to fake space. So what you're saying is Spice Girls were like the guy from Virgin Records, <laughs> and then Britney Spears was more like Jeff Penis Bezos. Rocket? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Britney was in the Penis Rocket. <laughs> Sorry, Britney. But Britney told director Joseph Kahn that all she required for the video was that she got to dance with a chair, drive a car, and break up with her boyfriend. All right. This just reminds me of... <laughs> I drive truck, I break arm, and I arm <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> it was Britney's version of, of uh, over the top. Over the t- <laughs> if only she could get Sylvester Stallone in it. Actually, now I just want them to remake Over the Top with, with Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. Yes. All right. Oh, this is the sequel we need. This is this is the reboot we need. Yes. And deserve absolutely. So he incorporated all of that into the video, taking inspiration. For the chair dancing scene from Janet Jackson's iconic video for Pleasure Principle. Interesting. Right? Which is also a fucking amazing video. It's just Janet Jackson doing what she does best, and that's dancing. Mm. Being Janet, dancing around. Being Janet, head tilts. Janet gonna Janet. (laughs) And she did. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I got that's, for Britney Spears, and that's that's a good start. That is a, that's a good it's, strong is, start, strong and promising. Yeah. So it is. so are we going to continue that? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say strong, but not weak. 
I think it I think it just keeps it keeps keeps, keeps it the up. momentum momentum going. Yeah, yeah. It keeps holding it up. Yeah. You know, doing the best it ever did. But it's, it's go- not it's, God's smack. It's not God's smack. <laughs> so sadly, it's not God's smack. But next best thing. Yes. Next best thing is uh Samantha Mumba gotta tell ya. So I didn't really watch this video beforehand, <laughs> and I'm seeing a theme with chair dancing. Chairs were like super popular. Chairs in were the early kind of the 2000s. thing in 2000, 2001. Yeah, I hope they bring those back. <laughs> <laughs> also, really bad lip syncing. Oh yeah, totally. The lip syncing's really bad <laughs> in this video. But I really like this song, and I think I only really like it because it's not worn out for me. Because honestly, forgot about it. Honestly, I was listening to it a couple times and thought, do I know this song? And I must have heard it just in the mall or some shit. Oh, yeah. I guess. Shopping at Kmart. Yeah. Something like that. Because that's I, I, it's all I could think of because I don't have like an iconic memory with this. I just I'm like, I feel like I know this song. It's and, so good, though. Yeah. Or maybe it was like number four or five on TRL. Well. For a while. Actually, it reached number four in the U.S. Billboard charts. Oh, well, So shit. look at you. Hmm. Look at him. It was uh, also a big hit in her home country of Ireland. She's Irish? She's Irish. No fucking shit. Yes, fucking shit. Damn. Didn't know. Good for her. Good for her. Good for you being born in Ireland with Irish Irish. parents. (laughs) It was co-written by Samantha as well as as the Swedish duo Anders Bag and Arnthor Bergeson. (laughs) I'm not lying. I said those names properly. Uh, Very American, but I said them phonetically. Very good job. Thanks. That's what I did. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you didn't really fuck it up. Anders. <laughs> Anders. And Arnthor. That sounds right. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. This was a big hit single off her eponymous debut in 2000. She was seeing her share of growing fame. From starring in the film The Time Machine to performing with the likes of Damian Marley, who's Bob Marley's son. That's how I know her. I've never seen The Time Machine. Time Machine with what's his fucking face? Some British dude. I know it was some big like hit in the UK. But as she was getting ready to release her next album, her label Polydor Records went through a restructure and ended up dropping her. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. And then like she just kind of faded out of music. She married, had some kids. I mean, she did keep her foot in the biz, and nearly a year ago, she released a single called Cool, which she said was, for her, extremely a long-awaited sophomore album. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like I remember her name coming up recently for some reason, mm. and that must be it. Yeah, that must be it. But I'm like, I don't remember her name. I vaguely remember the song. I do remember the song. And like, I wasn't into this music back then, so I just kind of... Didn't pay attention, but in yeah. the back of my head, I was always like, but this is a really good pop song. Yeah. But in, you know, real life, I was like, yeah, Linkin Park. 
Yes. In real life, I'm like, corn, though. Corn, though. But, like, corn's really good. <laughs> but corn, though. But corn. <laughs> but corn. <laughs> Speaking of butt corn. Speaking of butt corn, that brings us to our next song. <laughs> it does. At least one of them I would refer to as butt corn. Yeah, that's true. This is Bye 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 by NSYNC. never need Justin Timberlake to fucking thrust his dick yeah, at me. I don't ever. need to see him ever try to fuck a camera ever again. No. And I really felt the need to have the stupid <laughs> in there. Because <laughs> I needed another reason to punch him in the face. I like that he still had his Brillo ramen hair in this oh, video. <laughs> I, don't, I think he had Brillo ramen throughout all of NSYNC. I don't think he got rid of it until he went solo. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And even when he went solo, he still had some of it yeah like now he doesn't do it at all but of course not he had a hint he's man of the woods now i can't take care of my children because of covid oh i don't have a nanny anymore because of covid eat my dick justin timberlake you also like villainized many women so you could get to your way onto the top and apologized way too late i'm kind of sorry about that i guess that wasn't okay mm-hmm. mm, but corn also outed britney spears as a not a virgin which yeah. was not his to give no nope. justin timberlake sucks yeah justin timberlake sucks guys but that's not what I wrote about about this. No, song. no. <laughs> Let me. I do remember this being like the fucking video. Huge, fucking huge. This was like capital out. T, capital V, the video. Yes. Yeah. Bye 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 was the lead single off of InSync's much anticipated sophomore album, No Strings Attached, huh. which sold 2.4 million copies in its first week. Gross. Remember when that happens? Remember yeah. when like shit like that happened? Now it's like people are lucky if they sell like 36,000 in a oh, week. Yeah. Seriously. And that that's what gets them to number 1. That's yeah. crazy to me. It was written and produced by Christian Luden. Jake Schultz and Andreas Carlson, who are part of the whole Swedish songwriter phenomenon that wrote tons of songs for boy bands and pop princesses and continued to write for pop icons like Ariana Grande, Katy Perry, and Pink. Oh. We're talking about a lot of Swedes today. A lot of Swedes. It's Sweden town. It's Sweden time. Sweden time. One water cannon for everyone. Just one. Get blasted in the face with amazing lyrics. Hot dance moves. All the Swedish you can handle. Now that's what I call music six. That should have been the ad. That should have been our intro. Jesus Christ. We fucked up. So Andreas Carlson wrote most of the lyrics, and he did so when he was learning to drive. 
Okay. Apparently, getting your license in Sweden is very intense. Okay. It's weeks a weeks-long endeavor, so he had plenty of time to jot down lyrics and come up with a melody. So you don't just drive once and they're like, here you go. No. Nope. Nope. Wow. It, you, you have to learn, like, driving theory. You know what, though? How many accidents do they have in Sweden? How much better drivers are they than we are? Yeah. Probably a lot. I'm not going to rag on them for that. You don't even have to parallel park when you take your driver's license test in Massachusetts. Which is like, what? Yeah. <sighs> he was inspired by Destiny's Child's hit, Bills, Bills, Bills. Interesting. Not just in the title, but he took the R&B feel of Destiny's Child and infused it into Bye Bye Bye. Get it? Bills, bills, bills. Bye Bye Bye. Oh, I got there. I took the local, but I fucking just got there. He maybe went a little too heavy on the R&B because the original version of the song had a rapped chorus. Oh, no. It was originally... I'm sorry. Who in NSYNC did you think was going to do that? Well, well, it wasn't originally for NSYNC. (gasps) Oh. It was originally pitched to the British boy band Five, remember? Yes, with a number five IVE. IVE. Baby, when the lights go out. But when the lights do yeah. go out. Who was trying to transition from a, to, into a rap group at the time. Interesting. They were so offended by the song that they called their security and booked it to the airport. Wait. I don't. I don't understand. It's not. I don't know. And they were trying to be a rap group, so like it has a rapped chorus. So why are you so fucking offended? Mm, But do we know what the rap chorus says? I don't know. You know what? There could have been a lot lost in translation. Maybe. Yeah. So they reworked the song and gave it to NSYNC. It then peaked at number four on the Billboard charts and was nominated for a Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group. Mm-hmm. But can you guess who they lost out to? Backstreet Boys? Mm-mm. Mm, Destiny's Child? Nope. Spice Girls? Nope. Who? Steely Dan's Cousin Dupree, which is literally about incest. And it won a Grammy for Best Pop Duo or Group. Are Steely Dan pop? In 2001, or 2000 or 2001, Steely Dan won the Grammy for Best Pop Performance. Is this by Jethro Tull winning this is the Jethro medal all Tull. over this again? Is all over again. All over again. Huh. I mean, what? Huh. Have you ever heard Cousin Dupree? No. I mean, it's a groovy song, but like, it's literally. I mean, it's Steely Dan. But it is literally about this dude trying to fuck his cousin. Weird. Steely Dan got real weird in the eyes. Give him a Grammy, folks. They did it. <laughs> Best pop performance. They did something. Sure did. <laughs> wow. Fuck their cousins, I guess. Well, shit. And that's what I have for that song. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Steely Dan, motherfuckers. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song Bye 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 by NSYNC? Well, let me tell you a little ditty by Steely Dan about fucking your cousin. <laughs> You've heard Bye Bye Bye, but have you heard this song about fucking your cousin? <laughs> by Steely by Dan. Steely Dan. That came out in 2000. I didn't think they were even still making music. Me either. Well, shit. But the Grammys board sure did and they apparently loved it wait a minute are you saying that the grammys 
are irrelevant and out of touch? No. Nah. 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 Not for the last 30 years or anything. No. No. And with the music video, though, for Bye Bye Bye, wasn't that like one of those boxes that like flip the around? Dram- the Jamiroquai kind yeah. of like, yeah, we're going to do this rotating room Like they have it like on a on a thing that rotates it, like yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street style. Yeah, totally. That's really cool, though. Super technologically advanced. Again, though, that was a cool video. Also, lots of big pants in that video. Oh, yeah. That's one of their dolls, too, right? Because she doesn't- No, 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 no. Or is that uh, it's going to be May? That's it's going to be May. All right. Well, it's going to be May. Well, fuck you, Ensign. <laughs> no, Ensign is fine. Joey Fat One and Lance Bass. Love them. Love them. And you know what? Chrissy Chazes and Chris, they're fine. I love all of them. They're fine. Justin Timberlake can eat my dick, though. Yeah. However, I refuse to accept JC Chazé in the area where he grew his hair out. Oh, yeah. That was bad. I'm going to pretend that never existed. I think he's going to pretend that never existed. I hope to God. <laughs> also, I think he was dating Tara Reid. Or Tara Reid was in his video. I don't remember. All right. Now that we're was just. A, that was a bad, bad era. Now we're just going down a rabbit hole that I'm not ready for. Instead. Right, okay. Let's go. To I'd me. rather like to go around the world. <laughs> la, 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 la. La, 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 la. By ATC. Also, we really had a thing for like toys in our music video, like people being in toys or being toys yeah. in our music videos in the early aughts. Yeah, Aqua was kind of the same way yeah, yeah. with their whole Barbie girl thing. Yeah, we really liked, uh, yeah, huh, all right, yeah. But you know what? Standing by it. It's a jam. <laughs> it's definitely an earworm. It is. I don't know about a jam. No, it's a jam. But an earworm for sure. Okay, it's a, it's a jam for me. It's an ear jam. Ear jam. Ew. <laughs> Go to the doctor. <laughs> let me let me take you kids back to uh, 20 years ago when Maggie used to make anime music videos. Oh, God. Are, like, we, are we blessed with another Maggie fan anime Oh, yeah. No, I totally video. made a Sailor Moon oh music video to this song. That fits, though. Yeah. I just did like a bunch of like their attacks and transformations, and it worked because it's all like seizure-inducing. <laughs> it was just seizure-inducing. I should have just called the music video... Seizures, an anime music video. Yeah, I mean that fits. Yeah, this this time does bring me back to like when I would just sit at the computer for hours. Oh yeah, and work on Adobe Premiere and like painstakingly get shit to sync up. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I go into graphics <laughs> or like anything? Why was I like mm, theater? That's the good thing for me. No, no. Don't go into theater, kids. It's a waste of your fucking money. You either got it or you don't. 
I spent hours on my computer, too, but I was just talking to people over AIM. I mean, you know, that that happened, too. I lived for that sign-on sound. <laughs> that oh, the- <laughs> oh, shit, they signed right off. Oh, I think they blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to Around the World by a band called, or I'm sorry, I should say a group, a group called A Touch of Class. Which is why they're ATC. Oh. Did not know that till I researched well, this. Okay. Now you know. The debut single by this German Eurodance group, it managed to reach number 12 in the US Billboard charts. And unsurprisingly, right? It hit the top 10 within most of Europe uh-huh. because this is super European. Oh, this is super Euro trash kind of pop. Super peeing. Yeah. <laughs> super peeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, uh, this is actually a cover of a Russian song called Pasenka by the Russian group Ruki Ver. This is just like a list of shit we can't pronounce. Yeah, I actually put a pronunciation next <laughs> nice. to it. While this Russian male duo had a hit in Europe, it was this English version that brought the song to big heights internationally. Right. So it was in Russian, and then somebody's like, I know I can make money with this shit. Just make it English. There you go. And they the, did. The Americans don't know how to speak any other language. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> German producer Alex Christensen was the brains behind this and years later even made a really, really pretty symphonic version with the Spice Girls Mel C. And I can't promote this enough. It sounds Shit. really cool. She has an amazing voice. She has an amazing too. voice and it's done with a fucking symphony. Yeah. So it sounds great. I... Yep, I yep. can totally picture yep. this. Yep, it's you have it right I'm now, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you should be. It's great. Basement flooded. Here <laughs> for it, Mel. If there's any Spice Girl that floods my basement, it's always going to be Mel C. I'm here for Ginger I just, though. I know, and you you seem like more of a Ginger girl, but you I just seem wanna, like, like a sporty. So. Yeah, I just want to make out with Mel C and have her sing to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a nice date. That's a really nice date though. <laughs> like we're gonna make out. She's gonna sing a bunch. It's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there. Me and Ginger can go to the pub, get shit-faced, and make a fuck ton of friends. Yep. That's, That's going to be a nice we'll date, too. Nice. These are nice dates. These are nice dates. <laughs> it was a very spur-of-the-moment hit for the early aughts. Something that you'd remember when it came out, like, yep. and you'd like hear it and you'd be like, hi. But it had zero staying power. Oh, yeah. Immediately forget about it. Right. Like, I probably played it and you're like, I know this. And then you're like, what was, what did we just talk about? And then literally the next day, I'm like, I don't know this song. Who's that? I'm like, what? around the world. La, 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 la. And I'm like, Daft Punk? <laughs> and you're like, no. No, we just <laughs> talked about this 12 hours ago, Ashley. I don't remember her. Daft Punk? Daft, Daft Punk? Daft Punk? Daft Punk? <laughs> well... We can move on to not Daft Punk. I suppose this one's a little bit more memorable than Around the World. So this one is Love Don't Cost a Thing by Jennifer Lopez. Thought you'd understand. Maybe credit cards are in romance. So you're trying to buy 
what's already yours What I need from you is not available in source Seen inside of you that I really feel Doing way too much, never keep it real If it doesn't change, gotta hit the road I like how she's doing her like the Urukai hairdo in this video because it makes me feel not so alone because I do, I rock that hairdo all the you time. You do rock the Urukai. The Urukai. Uruk. <laughs> I know that meat's back on the menu when you come into my apartment. Indeed, it is. And now I know it's back on the menu when JLo was telling some, me. Some some mornings I wake up and I'm like, why can't I have some meats? And then I'm like. <laughs> put my hair up and then I'm like meat's back on the menu boys <laughs> uh, it's also it's also time for another Lord of the Rings reference kids indeed drink <laughs> so still riding on the success of her 1999 album on the 6th Jenny from the block released the follow up titled Jennifer's newly minted moniker JLo in January 2001 Love Don't Cost a Thing was the first single released the previous November. Okay. It was written and produced by a gaggle of people I can't be bothered to name (laughs) and broke the top 10 in numerous Billboard charts. I love that a song that she is singing about her love not costing a thing was written by several other people. Several people who probably got like pennies for it for their writing credits. What? (sighs) I'm nope, not even getting into it. We're not doing it. But what I really want to talk about here is the music video. Okay. The synopsis is that JLo gets upset that her boyfriend cancels a date on her whilst giving her yet another gold bracelet. How droll. No. She and her shiny stilettos grab her coat and gaudy purse, clack, clack, clack out of the house <laughs> and into her Aston Martin. And speed off to the beach. She parks like an asshole on the side of the road. She does park like an asshole. Total fucking asshole. Tossing jewelry and clothing along the roadway as she makes her way to the sand. Then we take a dance break. This is where we are introduced to JLo's future husband, Chris Judd. Remember him? No. You don't remember him. Wait, did she really marry him? He did. She did. They did? They did. It happened. Yeah. They dance in really big pants and poorly thought out cornrows on a clearly CGI beach. But can't they just go on a regular yeah, beach? I, these are the questions I have. <laughs> Their sneakers are very much dancing on the sand instead of in the sand. It's it, if you look at it like glance it's fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it totally could pass for like actual beach. But no, if you actually look at it, it's like, no, you're dancing like hovering over the sand. They're just Jesusing on that sand. They, that is Jesus sand. If I ever did see that. <laughs> I guess that beach does cost a thing. Yeah. But they so, apparently can't afford. The music video is kind of sad because it's like, I get what you're trying to go for, but it's not happening. But also, didn't she basically redo it this past year Mm, that's what i'm getting to oh okay sorry 20 years later smack in the middle of the rona 2020 Mm -hmm. j-lo decided to celebrate the anniversary of love don't cost a thing by creating the hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge she (laughs) put sorry i remember all this and it's so bad it's so stupid she posted a video on social media of herself walking down a beach 
tossing, tossing presumably very expensive accessories, a coat, a watch, etc., into the sand. Her caption encouraged her fans to do their rendition of the video, and the internet understandably lost it. You mean during a pandemic and, huh. where people lost their jobs? Unemployment also, wasn't doing it for anybody. Also, people are realizing that, like, um, economic instability and like the gross disparities between the wealthy and the poor are just like astronomically the worst they've ever been. They were like, I'm sorry, JLo. I don't have a Rolex to throw in the sand. Yeah. Like, literally, people were on Twitter like, really? You want me to just like toss the only like, relatively nice things that I have left in my life just on the beach because they don't matter. The only people that feel that way are people that are rich. Yeah. And most people aren't rich, guys. Yeah. Sorry. So she might be quote unquote real, but I'm pretty sure she just she's just real out of touch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's all my JLo shit. You can go to the next one. <laughs> oh, JLo. Let's let's graduate oh, okay. to something a little bit better. A little bit more mature. This has a better a message. Sends a better message. A little bit more relatable. Yeah. This is Destiny's Child. Independent women. Part one. Ladies, it ain't easy being independent. Question. How'd you like this knowledge that I brought? Bragging on that cash that he gave you is the front. If you're gonna brag, make sure it's your money you fund. Depend on no one else to give you what you want. Shoes on my feet. sounded like such a little baby she did like her voice is like soared yeah since she became solo yeah but also i really wish that they would just get back together yeah like just just for like a year or not even like just do like a couple special singles or something or yeah. like one like performance yeah it'd be fun you guys can do it yeah i just want to hear those songs again <laughs> i mean some of you may not realize but before beyonce was our queen bee she was a child of destiny. Indeed. And it I don't give a shit. Still a really iconic song. It's still used throughout pop culture today. Mm-hmm. And while Beyonce had a hand in its composition, it was overall a song created by the production duo Poke and Tone, aka the Track Masters. Poke and Tone. Poke and Tone. <laughs> it's like the Poconos, but different. <laughs> The Trackmasters are known legally as Jean-Claude Oliver and Samuel Barnes, and they've written for other greats like Mariah Carey, Will Smith, Nas, LL Cool J, etc., etc. It kind of makes me upset that two dudes are behind a song called Independent Women. Well, but... at least Beyonce had a hand in it. And also, at least they were woke enough at this point to be like, yeah, let's make a... a- female power kind of song yeah there wasn't a ton about like behind this song Mm -hmm. so what i wonder is because beyonce at this point is pretty much doing her own songs yeah maybe it was just she needed a little help yeah 
she might have just needed help as far as like composition and all that jazz. And also, this was on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure that whoever was putting out the Charlie's Angels soundtrack was like, we need an original Destiny's Child song, so you're going to work with these guys. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, whatever. And it needs to be a yay women kind of song. Beyonce's like, oh, yeah, you want me to write a yay women song? I don't know if I can do that. Eat my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Without the child lady's knowledge, though, Matthew Knowles, their manager and Beyonce's dad, yeah. submitted it to be on the soundtrack to the ch- to the film Charlie's Angels. So okay. they actually wrote this before it was even on Charlie's oh, Angels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were like, oh, this would be really good in the movie. Like, he's no not shit. wrong, but also, like, slow your roll, dad. I don't know a ton about Beyonce's dad, but I've, I know. I've heard he I was a little... S- I know some things, and it's like... He was a little controlling. Mm, little bit? Little bit. Little bit. Just a touch. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'd have to do more research, because I don't know a ton. Indeed. Yeah. It became a massive hit in the U.S. and around the world. La, 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 la. <laughs> ah, throwbacks. Uh, not only did the did being a part of such a box office hit help to get it seen by the general public, but it was also featured on the third album, Survivor, the following year. And that kept it on the charts for a long ass time. Like this video and this song did not go away. Well, that album was fucking huge. Oh that album had so many good songs. Survivor? Does not get the credit it deserves. Because I fucking, like, that's probably my favorite Destiny's Child song. That is a really, really great um, pop album, just in general. And one that really does stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally stands the test of time. And you can still listen to it today, and it hasn't aged at all. Yeah. It 100% holds up. Absolutely. It is up there with Stronger by Britney Spears. It really is. It's like... Strong, independent women or something. Am I right? No. Mm. It's like they can do shit on their own or something. Yeah. Too bad. 20 years later, we're still kind of fighting for that. Yeah. <sighs> well, the next song. Yeah. Is okay. the complete opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> this is the oh, this is the absolutely great song called It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. How do we follow up independent women with this? I don't. I don't know. Ask. Ask the producers of now. Now I want you to look at your asses and think about. <laughs> now yourselves. I want some answers to these questions that mm-hmm. I have. Instead, we have to listen to this fucking song. Okay, fine. I hated this song the day it came out. I have so many issues with it. Because, oh, yeah. like, even just when I was a kid, I was like, first of all... This is wrong. She's catching you and you're saying it wasn't me. Like, who the fuck Literally. was it, bitch? It's your home. Literally. So, logically, it bothered me from day one. <laughs> but, of course, it also bothers me as this being this, like, bullshit cheater's anthem. Yeah, just morally. 
Like I have so many issues with this. Lyrically and morally. Lyrically, logically, morally, (laughs) it's dumb and I hate it. Yeah. I totally agree. Completely. And like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm back and forth on Shaggy. Shaggy's had some good songs I like. This is not one of them. (laughs) This was Shaggy's fuck up. This was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So this is Shaggy's first and only number one hit in the US. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. A song chock full of misogyny. The lyrics were inspired by a bit from Eddie Murphy's raw stand-up special called No Loyal Men. Oh. Oh. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make sense now? Mm-hmm. Kind of. It doesn't excuse it, but Mm-mm. it makes sense. So, like, mm-hmm. No Loyal Men is basically just Eddie Murphy, like, just talking all about how men cheat on their partners. All men. All men cheat on their partners. It yeah. is just something in their DNA. It is just what men do. Mm-hmm. It's just a penis thing. You have to have a penis to understand. Yeah. Which the whole bit is pretty misogynistic and kind of like, ex- not uh, excusatory, mm-hmm. I guess, if that is even a word. He just, he doesn't say that it's okay, but the whole bit is basically just like, yeah, this is what men do and you have to accept it. Yeah. Raw is an interesting like back in the day when I was much oh, younger, I thought it. it was fucking hilarious. And now when I go back and listen to it, I'm like, ooh, this is problematic. There's a lot of parts that I just can't listen to anymore. This is one of them. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't me expands on this with the main character vocals by a guy named Rick Rock. Sure. I I don't know who he is, but okay. Sure, Rick Rock. He gets caught cheating on his girl and runs to Shaggy for advice. Shaggy's brilliant plan to deal with the situation repeatedly say it wasn't me despite bountiful contradictory evidence. That's not even good advice. It's not. Like, at least say, oh, I got really drunk. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. He literally says in the song, she caught him fucking everywhere on camera right and he's like it wasn't me but it was you but it was it was 100 percent you it's absolutely you Ugh. coincidentally the song birthed the shaggy defense mm. a term that slate writer josh levin coined when he described r kelly's defense at his child pornography trial uh, which we will get to pretty fucking soon The song was number one in the U.S. for two whole weeks in December 2000. It was ousted from its spot on December 23rd, my birthday. Happy birthday. Ironically, by the feminist anthem from Destiny's Child, Independent Independent Women Women Part 1, as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess that's why it's behind Independent (sighs) Women on this thing. But also fuck this song. But also fuck this song. Also, fun fact, my mom dated Shaggy's cousin. The more you know. <laughs> your, your face is fantastic right now. Yeah, my mom dated Shaggy's cousin. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Because, yeah. like, hold up. Shaggy's an attractive man. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping his cousin was, ha- was attractive or maybe half. I mean, I was younger when, and I didn't really know him very well. Mm. So, like, yeah, sure. It was a fling. Yeah. It was one of those... One of those uh, Millerton flings that happen. <laughs> One of those Dutchess County things that just happen. Yep. <laughs> I just dated Shaggy's cousin. You know. You know. He was, 
He was also, I think, best friends with the guy who played the dad on Sister, Sister. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love Sister, Sister. That was a good show. I watched the shit out of that. Oh, man. Your mom, your mom ran in some cool crowds. Right? Your mom's cool. Who knew Dutchess County, New York was so cool? Um, apparently your mom. This one guy did. <laughs> Shaggy's cousin. <laughs> Shout out to Shaggy's cousin. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is kind of like the, this is, this is probably like the. The female answer to it wasn't me? No. Or, well. No. The female's ver- or no. side of it? I was just going to say, this is the throwaway song on the Now album. Oh, that t- <laughs> Every Now album has at least one. I'm going to say this, this is, is the one. This is the one nobody knows about. Yeah. So this is 3LW. They were contractually obligated to be here. <laughs> yes. No more. Baby, I'm going to do right. Okay. at least one of those girls. (laughs) Did you go to high school with them? I think. No. I think she ended up being a cheetah girl. Oh, all right. Sit down. Okay. I'm going to sit down. down. I'm going to buckle up. You you don't steal my thunder. Okay. All right. I do know her then. Yay. There's definitely like some early auto tune in this song too, which is interesting. Um, In the first verse, I'm like, I think this girl has a lisp. (laughs) I can't tell. (laughs) So, yes, this was the debut single from the girls group 3LW. Okay. Also known as Three Little Women. (laughs) Like, actual little women has four. Uh, And they're only three. So they they had to qualify it by saying three. Oh, okay. Got you. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is off their self-debut or self-titled debut album. And it reached number 23 in the Billboard charts, which, I mean, like, it kind of sounds familiar, so maybe I have kinda? heard this? Maybe? maybe? Wow. In the mall? It's another mall song. <laughs> we heard all of these songs just rocking around I mean, the mall one day also, when we were sophomores or juniors in high school. Right? It's also just another, like, manufactured girl group from the early aughts. Right. So, right. So it just might sound like all the other ones. So... I did think that this was just some group that was haphazardly thrown onto the Now compilation. And it, okay. I do still think that it was. Uh-huh. But there is a little bit more to the story. Okay. Than I thought. A little more interesting than I thought it would be. So um, they were a legit group. It's not like they were manufactured by uh-huh. the Now people or anything. Um, they were brought together by the mother of one of the girls, Kylie Williams. They brought on board Adrian Ballon and Notori Naughton. And while the group was constantly compared to Destiny's Child, they were still able to find fame on their own terms. But okay. within a couple of years, Naturi was slowly pushed out by management who deemed that she wasn't talented enough. Which one is she? She is the short one with the very short hair. Okay. And I think she had a purple jacket on. Okay. 
And um, it came to a head one day when they got into it on Wendy Williams' radio show. Ooh. And it ended up in a food fight with some KFC. <laughs> I was like, all right. This That's is hilarious. Fucking, I told you, I, I kind of fell down a little rabbit hole with this. Oh, yeah. A little, little Warren That's rabbits That's a nice rabbit hole, though. Yeah, right? So the trio then becomes a duo. And one of the things that Naturi said in one of the articles I looked up is she felt kind of like, yes, management was pushing her out. And she said she didn't think it was just because they didn't, quote unquote, deem her talented enough. Uh-huh. They, she thought they felt she was too black. Yeah. She is the dark she's the darkest of yeah. the women. And um she felt very much like her um bandmates didn't support her or maybe like were okay with her leaving. Understandable. So that's why they ended up getting this huge fight. And yeah. then it was over. I'd throw some KFC at a bitch. But if... I might keep the are there biscuits at KFC? Whatever. Mashed There's potatoes. Biscuits. Regardless, I'm keeping that good. shit. I I want to eat it. You can take my chicken though. It's okay. fine. So, yes, eventually the duo teams up with Raven Simone for the Disney group Cheetah Girls. Yes. Yes. That's why I know that one shit. So they become big with the Cheetah Girls yes. and Raven. Yes. But eventually all the groups would dissolve. So, yeah. Now they're all just kind of doing their own thing. It looks like they all still have a little bit of something going on in the, so indus- the entertainment industry but in general they've all kind of The one that I back. recognize she is now on a daytime talk show called like The Chat or something The Chew? No. No. I forgot what the fuck it's called but every single person on that talk show is like horribly annoying. Ha! Like I cannot I cannot deal with how annoying all of them are yeah she's very good at what she does but it's just not it's not the show for me yeah well that's my story yay yay <laughs> let's move okay. it along all right let's move it along to a group that we know oh, we do know but we really all know them for one song but maybe don't know them for this song Mm-mm. so this is casey and jojo's crazy in this song he's not but it sounds like it because <laughs> will i am probably stole this shit from casey and jojo but yeah. that's none of my business <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit before yes. we started recording but you remember save the last dance mm-hmm. so this I was like that but i just like juliet styles i've never seen the movie but it's julia styles and sean patrick thomas and it's about dancing and also an interracial uh, couple yada 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 i probably have to watch it again i bet it doesn't hold up i don't know 
I'm kind of scared too. Yeah. <laughs> an early 2000s movie about an interracial relationship probably has a lot of racist shit in it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know the plot, so I looked it up on Wikipedia. Who takes the prize with the whitest plot description ever? Yay! Quote Chenille invites Sarah to dance to a dance club t- called Steps, where she has her first experience dancing to hip hop rhythms. <laughs> hip hop rhythms. Hip hop rhythms. Beautiful. What white piece of shit wrote that? Uh. <laughs> anyway, this song is a single off of Casey and JoJo's album X, as well as the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. In fact, the music video features plentiful scenes from the movie, but also I absolutely hate this video because everything is played backwards and it makes me irrationally angry. <laughs> what if we watch the video backwards? <laughs> It would still be annoying. Okay. (laughs) It's like sitting backwards on a train and looking out the window and your brain just can't process things fast enough because it's backwards. It's just, I can't. I can't. It hurts my neck just thinking about it. (laughs) Though this song came out three years after Cher's Do You Believe? Oh, yeah. It was still one of the first songs to prominently feature autotune in the way that we are used to hearing it. Oh, yeah. And T-Pain didn't blast it into the stratosphere until 2006, but this song came out five years, five, six years earlier. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, like, they didn't, like, overkill the auto-tune. T-Pain really overkilled it. As did Will I Am. As did Will I Am. Thanks, Will I Am. I mostly blame Will I Am. I'm going to blame him because I like T-Pain. Same. And he can really sing. Yeah. He just, I feel like he just does the auto tune for fun. Yeah. Maybe. And then, like, people really responded to the auto tune. He was like, all right, I'm going to do this then. And then he fucking did it. And then everyone was like, no, why are you doing auto tune? But now also everybody does it and it's very bad. Yeah. So there's that. I'm not blaming T Pain for that, though. No. I'm blaming everybody else. You know what? That's legit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that works. Yeah. Was the song written for the soundtrack? I don't think so, because it came out on their album. Oh, yeah, you're right. I do kind of remember this song, though. Yeah. I just remember the crazy part. I remember the chorus. Yeah, I remember crazy, the chorus. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, you remember all of that. <laughs> That's all I <laughs> uh, Well, speaking of going crazy, I'm going to take a hot minute here. Mm-hmm. I am uh, not going to take this section. Uh, yes. It's this part of the evening, is This part it? of the evening. We're an hour in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to give R. Kelly any positive attention. No, he has a song on this. I don't even remember the name of it. I don't even care. Not even gonna mention it. Doesn't matter. Don't give a fuck. Not gonna play it. Not gonna talk about the song. Instead, I am going to take a couple minutes here to, mm-hmm. quite seriously, actually, without jokes, um, give you a history of what an insufferable piece of shit R. Kelly is. <clears throat> So allow me to start. Please do not fast forward through this part because it's very important and you need to hear this. Yes. Just in case you don't know. Yeah. All right. So married Ilea when she was 15 and he was 27. Hmm. She lied on the wedding certificate and it was annulled a year later. No one discussed the details. Not even her parents. Nobody. She really wouldn't even bring it up. 
And R. Kelly just liked to say that they were best, 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 best friends. Mm. And I quote. Throughout the early aughts, he was sued by many women, an internet epic records named Tracy Sampson, who was treated as his sex slave around age 17, Patrice Jones, who was an under who was underage when R. Kelly impregnated her and forced her to get an abortion, and Montina Woods, who was secretly filmed having sex with Kelly, resulting in a circulated underground sex tape that went out against her will. Cool. Then we have the infamous child pornography P-tape court case of 2004, Mm. where R. Kelly most certainly videotaped himself Mm -hmm. having sex with and peeing on a minor female. Mm -hmm. But because he was so big at the time and they, quote, weren't able to prove that she was underage, he was therefore found not guilty. Pretty sure they could prove that, but that's... I do believe Mm. that they paid, um, that the girl was probably paid off to... She was not under. Absolutely. Yes. I do not know for certain. Please do not quote me. Also, not maligning her for that. No, not at all. In no way. There were a couple more attempts made by police to show R. Kelly was forcing himself on underage girls, but his well paid defense team would make these accusations go away quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And all was quiet for a while. I mean, we all kind of knew underneath everything that. He definitely did some shady shit, but it wasn't until 2017 that there was whispers of a sex cult happening under the leadership of one R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. A BuzzFeed story came out with sources ranging from concerned family members to former employees stating that he was taking underage girls who were looking to start their music career and he would keep them in a home. He controlled every move they made, what they wore, who they talked to, and forced himself on them sexually. Mm -hmm. And then the floodgates opened. Mm -hmm. Victims began to come forward, breaking NDAs, saying how R. Kelly was having sex with them when they were underage. Former assistants were coming forward to explain that he would ask them to find girls who, quote, looked young because that's what he liked. Mm -hmm. From this came hashtags like Mute R. Kelly and a documentary called Surviving R. Kelly. Finally, these women were able to come forward with their stories. And with this comprehensive detailing of his crimes, the police were able to arrest him. He was charged with dozens of counts of sexual abuse against minors between ages 13 and 16. On top of all of that, in 2019, he was charged with sex trafficking. Like, actual sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Not white women finding coupons on their car windows in a Target parking lot. Mm -hmm. He was transporting underage girls over state lines for the purposes of sex and child pornography. Yes. Eventually, it was discovered R. Kelly didn't just like underage girls, but boys as well. When another victim came forward saying not only did he have relations with Kelly, but Kelly was trying to groom him into the same predatory behaviors as himself. Mm-hmm. In addition to all of this, he has been denied bail because he is clearly not to be trusted. His associates have attempted to tamper with evidence and bribe witnesses. A prisoner attacked Kelly in his sleep and the police and the jail people are just basically like, too bad so sad <laughs> and some legal team replacements have happened here and there all throughout this r kelly still denies all the allegations and on top of that in the surviving r kelly documentary his ex-wife was on it and said and documented all of the abuse that he leveled against her yes that's right yeah yeah yep you have his actual ex-wife with proof but in between all of this shit He's still making music, still having hits. People are still loving him. Mm. Mm. Yep. Soon the trial will start. And now details of his relationship with Ilea are finally coming to light. 
It's truly a fucking sick, vicious cycle. As we see how if we just took one crazy tabloid story seriously, nearly 30 years ago, we may have been able to prevent this gross list of crimes that he has engaged in ever since. And this is the legacy I would like everyone listening to to remember when they hear the name R. Kelly. Yeah. And that's my segment on R. Kelly. What do you got? (laughs) (laughs) But also watch Surviving R. Kelly because it's an important thing to watch. Seriously. Uh, Try to definitely focus on the survivors and the victims and their stories. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't believe he did it, Despite all of this, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's kind of funny because, like, some people have come out with all of the shit that Michael Jackson went through Mm -hmm. with the multiple court cases against him for molesting um, underage people. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone kind of just believes it. But, like... With R. Kelly, it's been so much more than even what Michael Jackson went through. And everyone's still like, but yo, but R. Kelly, but like, you know, all these songs are really good. But it's like, there are so many other songs that you can really fucking get get down to. Yeah. And so many artists that aren't rapists and And child molesters. Yeah. They're not pieces of shit and horrible human beings. Yeah. R. Kelly is not the hill you need to die on no at all no just like don't fucking give him the time of day anymore yeah if and the I, only thing you can do you should do when you give him the time of day is talk about how much of a piece of shit he is yeah and i really don't think that it's that hard with r kelly it really isn't so just fucking leave him yeah walk away we don't need we don't need r kelly we really don't we really nope. don't no All right, back to our regularly scheduled bad music session. All right, so this next one is Shape of My Heart by Backstreet Boys. More like Shape of My Fart. But I don't. But I don't either, <laughs> Nick Carter. You're right. I don't know where to start. Yeah. Where do we start with this song, honestly? Ugh. There was a lot of pressure on the Backstreet Boys at this point in their career. To do better than NSYNC? Kind of, yeah. They had just broken up with Lou Pearlman. Their last album, Millennium, was massively popular and sold millions. Oh, yeah. And NSYNC just released their album, No Strings Attached, which sold 2.4 million copies in his first week yep. and everyone was looking at back backstreet boys to top it god there was like no feud i gave less of a shit about because <laughs> i like, was such an angsty teen i'm like i don't like 
boy bands. I like new metal. I did like new metal. (laughs) Freak on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. Freak stuff. Nookie. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I was way too into corn and lint biscuit. That's what I'm going to say anytime I'm really excited about something. Freak stuff. Nookie. (laughs) Beautiful. But, like, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were friends. So, like, they just, there wasn't really a rivalry, but everybody else made it into a rivalry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I think in our in the Lou Pearlman episode, didn't we talk about how they tried to pin them against each other yeah. all the time, too? And they were like, I don't think we actually like, hate each other. And Lou Pearlman created NSYNC mm-hmm. without Backstreet Boys' knowledge. And then Backstreet Boys just found out when NSYNC had a number one hit in the U.S. And yep. they're like, what? 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 Shape of My Heart was released as the first single off of their 2000 album Black and Blue with great expectations. It did perform well, breaking the Billboard Top 10 and keeping the top spot on Total Request Live for 61 days. Oh my god, Garza Daily, I love TRL. Woo, hi mom. Ooh, hey, Carson Daly is so cute, but he's not. No. But it would end up being the Backstreet Boys' last big hit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Truthfully, though it's actually a very pretty song, it was not a major hit material. No. It's no Backstreet's Back or Larger Than Life. All right. It was an attempt to be more mature, leading people to make jokes that they were no longer Backstreet Boys, but Backstreet Men. Is that a joke? I, I feel guess. like that's not even like a good joke. It's not a good joke, but journalists, you know. They think they're funny. Yeah. But also Backstreet Men just sounds so dirty. I like Ooh, it. Yeah, actually makes them more attractive to me all of a Kinda. sudden. Except Brian's a total creepy. He's so weird. Like his like, hair, his skin, and his beard are all the same color. And that freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. And people, you know, they weren't really in the mood for mature Backstreet Men. <laughs> I'm not ready for my Backstreet Boys to grow up. Yeah, no. To make it kind of worse, the music video is pretty boring. It's dumb. What? It, who's that lady? Is that one of their girlfriends? Who's that lady? <laughs> who's that lady? Seriously, who's the <laughs> fucking who's woman? Who's the fucking lady? <laughs> it's just the boys in a random couple rehearsing lines in a theater with a black and blue monochrome lighting. It does freak me out, though, because I cannot tell if Howie D is giving off Andrew WK or Nuno Betancourt vibes. It it's weird. Wait, who's the second one? Nuno Betancourt. He's the other long-haired guy from Extreme. Oh. He's the he's not Gary from yes. Extreme. Not yeah. Gary. He's not Gary from Extreme. He's he's the more than of the words. <laughs> Gary's the words. He's the more than. Yes. That's all I got. All yeah. right. I've I've peaked with my jokes tonight, kids. Yeah. Either way, I'm like I'm here for Howie D's hair, but it's like, where are you going? It's very silky. It is because he's a backstreet man now. <laughs> that mm. means he's got nice hair. Yeah, I guess mm. it's better than ramen hair. It, you know what? Backstreet- Nick Carter has the better blonde hair. He does. I'm gonna give it to him, even if it is the mushroom cut. And Howie D's hair is better than the ramen hair. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of hair, oh yeah, oh this one. Speaking of a song that you all forgot, yeah, I I'm certainly about, did. I'm about to bring y'all back to a song that you forgot existed. We're gonna bring you back to a very specific point in time. Mm-hmm. 
You remember this song. You'll know when you hear it. You remember being in a Marshalls and hearing this song (laughs) and really having to pee, but the bathroom was closed. Yep. Anyway, this is Evan and Jaren. Crazy for this girl. I love how in this video, like, everyone is supposed to be, like, getting on the phone. Like, you gotta get down here. These guys are fucking it's fantastic. Evan and Jaren. Yeah, this is the greatest mediocre vanilla music I have ever heard. You this gotta get down Nelson here. the Nelson wannabe band of the <laughs> 2000s I've ever fucking seen. Both of these guys look like fucking Jacob Dylan from the Wallflowers. You gotta get down here. <laughs> These guys look like Jake Gyllenhaal mixed with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> we don't of... even know who these guys are yet, but like, you gotta get down here. <laughs> hey, this is your cousin, Sam Barry. <laughs> you gotta sound here. Remember that sound you were looking for? The generic <laughs> rock sound. The generic white boy rock sound that's gonna play in all the adult contemporaries channels listen to this oh my god that's what it is (laughs) the person on the other line is like (laughs) (laughs) and it's just the guy from train (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we've done it and this is the origin story of train yep you're welcome you're welcome I mean, also, how many teen dramas do you think this was oh in the background God. of? Okay, so 10 Things I Hate About You. Actually, it was uh, not in that. I did check. <laughs> it was big on the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Uh, I was going to say that next. Pacey. Oh, so Pacey. I don't know. I've never. All I know is the name Pacey. That's all I know about Dawson's Creek. And, and Dawson. I guess Dawson. And Dawson. And Katie Holmes. And Jen. Is that Katie Holmes? No. Katie Holmes was Joey Potter. Jen was Michelle Williams. I am learning way too much about Dawson's Creek. And I, I don't know don't why care. I remember this much. I watched like one season. And you're like, why is this in my head? How do I know this? This is this is what's occupying my brain instead of why I came into this room. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this sent me down a thought spiral of how very toxic music can be to kids. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like about the music that we listen to when we're uh-huh. kids. <laughs> this stuff yeah so he's ready to spend his life with her she doesn't even know he likes her so like why are you ready to give her your full commitment oh 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 this is i'm gonna kill her if no if if i can't have her nobody no one can, can have her but also like yeah i mean this is like incel behavior it's like i oh. haven't even told her that i like her like she has no idea that I like her, but I'm oh my crazy God. about her. This is the incel anthem of 2001. Yes, oh this my is, God. This is why we grew up with unreal unrealistic expectations of romance. This is it. It's this shit. 
Oh my god. I look at her, she looks at me, she got me thinking about her constantly, but she don't know how I feel. Just tell her. They Rejection tell ain't her. that bad, bro. Yeah, you'll just... get you'll get it by. You're not like you're you are conventionally attractive. You will find someone else. Also, there's two of you and you look exactly alike. You're fuck Evan and Jaren are twins. <laughs> Clearly. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, y- like it's just I'm like is it- <laughs> this is what we're doing with this song we're just like but, it but, broke my but, brain because then i started to like think about i'm like but you but uh, you're making an idealist picture of what you think your relationship with this person is going to be it's not going to be what you think it's going to be it never is we're literally flailing i'm so upset it's, it's not even why words, am i so upset flailing. my left arm is going to be so <laughs> sore from doing this continuous motion that no one else can see but you Oh, but they know what you're doing. They know what I'm doing. You're jerking off. I'm jerking off, but like with a with a with a hatchet, with a flat hand, flat hand you're jerk. Chop, you're chopping onions. Give them the Just... old flat hand jerk. <laughs> right. So this song was a big old hit for these boys. Mm-hmm. It reached number fifteen in the Hot 100, and of course, it reached number four in the Adult Contemporary. Of course. Mm. Evan and Jaren, also known as the Brothers Lowenstein. Actually, that's not true. I decided to call them the Brothers no, Lowenstein. No, they're the Brothers Lowenstein. Obviously, like we said, they are twins. If you see the music video, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started performing in the mid-90s at coffee houses, and they caught the eye of none other than Jimmy Buffett, who signed them to <laughs> Island Records. Okay, sure. Yep. They got big with this song. But as they continued to release music, nothing really ever happened to them. That's why you've never heard of Evan and Jaren. Again. Again. Or even now. I mean, you didn't know the name of the person who sang the song. No, not at all. I didn't I even thought, know it was two people. Is it toxic? Is it fuel? Is it, I don't know, any of these Is it bands. train? It's train. It's, it's train. It's train. So they were eventually dropped by their label and went their separate ways professionally. However... So Jaren went into country music. Mm. He did did moderately well. While Evan went to manage Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Oh, bad choice. Not great. Mm -hmm. Not a great choice. Anyway, uh, that's it for this piece of shit song. Are you ready for... You know what? I'm going to say this is not a piece of shit song. Hot take. Uh, I agree. I'll say I agree. This is a fine song. It's a fine song. I don't love the band, but this song but is it's fine. A fine song. It's a fine song. Uh, this is Yellow by Coldplay. I drew a line. I drew a line for you. Oh, what a thing to do. was all yellow. No, I actually do like yellow. I think it's pretty. However, I'm going to say something that's not very nice. Mm -hmm. Not the face I think you should be showing off in like one of your first (laughs) music videos. Agreed. But I'll I'll get to the video a little bit. Oh. So the inspiration behind this song is really fucking boring. Mm -hmm. 
and very fucking literal. Is it about urine? No. It's no. yellow. It's literal. Literal. It, not urine. Okay. <laughs> the song's co-producer, Ken Nelson, literally told Chris Martin to, quote, look at the stars outside their studio. And that's how he got his, the opening line. Literally. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. And yeah. everything that you <laughs> do. And it was all yellow. I mean, I would not say that the stars are yellow. I would say white. Well, he also said that the word yellow has absolutely no meaning. He just happened to look at the yellow pages when writing the song and it just sounded right. I fucking hate this song yeah. now. Yeah, you fucking hate it, don't you? It's so stupid. <sighs> Like, it's not even about a person. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a really sweet love song. It's not even about a person. It's just about the yellow pages. (laughs) Maybe it's a love song to the yellow pages. Maybe. I miss the yellow pages. Yeah. I don't, actually, but. I I still get the fucking yellow pages delivered to my house. What? It is still a literal booklet. No. Oh, they make the little tiny one. It's small. It's, like. A third of the size of the... the BB one. Yeah, the BB one. Mm -hmm. BB yellow pages. BB yellow pages. For the olds. The music video is as boring as the song's explanation. Oh, yeah. We all remember it. Just a young, dorky Chris Martin in a trash bag clothes, (laughs) running along a really sad-looking English beach, mouthing the words in slow motion. There's this effect of darkness turning into light from the beginning of the video to the end, which was achieved during the telecine process and was inspired by Jaws. <laughs> and quite frankly, they, sh- fun. they should have gone whole hog and brought the shark in just to <gasps> spice things up a bit. Maybe <laughs> maybe take a limb off of Chris Martin as he's walking down the beach. You know it would be fucking amazing with this video? Uh-huh. If so, he's just walking and they're doing everything exactly the same. But in the background, you have Jaws just eating people. <laughs> That Just would have been amazing. The mechanical shark. Did, didn't they name it Bruce? I think so. The mechanical Bruce just like hobbling up the beach and just like going. Arm, arm, yes. Arm, and just, in like, the background. People screaming. And, and Chris like, Martin's doing the same exact thing he's doing yeah, right now. But people are like running up to him like trying to scream at him. He's just like, look, look at, at the, the stars. <laughs> look how they shine for you. Like the fucking Muppet ass he is. <laughs> He is kind of a Muppet ass piece of shit. Wow. Yes. It really explains why he married Gwyneth Paltrow. Or why or why Gwyneth Paltrow married him. It explains all, how that happened. All of this is extremely vanilla. Mm. Extremely vanilla. You know he Coldplay. put a jade egg a, a, a jade egg in his butthole. <laughs> he put bees in his vagina. <laughs> He's got bees all up in his vagina. Bees in my vagina? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> don't put bees in your vagina please no, don't, don't do, do that I don't even think that's a thing that Gwyneth Paltrow no we did. made that up okay I'm we just made that sure up. we did make that up right absolutely I think did we make it up I don't know I don't know anymore I don't know yeah. but um this is not something that like I would put past Gwyneth Paltrow no to no. put peas, bees and peas and bees in her vagina. <laughs> you I know, don't know what color bees are? Yellow. <laughs> Yellow. Yellow. Okay, we're done with Coldplay. I'm, we're done, I'm with, done Coldplay. with Coldplay. Let's go to 
Let's go to our next tune, which is... Oh, my favorite. I like this song. Mm. Anyway, let's go to Lenny Kravitz again. Mm. Again! just an excuse for Lenny Kravitz to show his butt. It is. Literally. Yeah. But also, out of all of his hits that I am totally over listening to, this is the least offensive. I like this song. I think it's pretty. It's fine. I think it's got a good guitar solo. It's fine. I think but it's also, <laughs> but also, like, the video shows that Lenny Kravitz has not changed his fashion Mm-mm. or his, like, style in over 20 years. I'll give him some credit. I don't think he has to. I think he looks good. There's some things he needs to change. Yeah. I think. All right. Um, He's lucky in that flares are back in fashion. Mm. So good for him. Mm. He stuck with it. Mm. It came back. He's now again in fashion. But um, I just don't like him. That's fair. I just don't like it. Not saying you have to. His new stuff, I'm good with. I oh. like it. He's getting back to his roots, oh. and I, I, I'm okay with it. Oh, that's true. That's I true. I like it. But this shit, nah. Not here for it. That's fair. Um, I also made an anime music video to this song. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's not good enough for that. I made a really good one. I like the video I made. What, what, what anime was it? It was uh, three, actually. It was Inuyasha, Escaflone, and uh, Fushigi Yugi. So, all... About girls who get sucked into an alternate universe. And oh. wonder if they'll ever see the person again. Oh. Yeah. I was really literal. Look, I was 17. What do you fucking want from me? Also, you... <sighs> it's a good song. Uh, I like it. I'm... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not giving it to you. You were thinking about it. I was th- I was gonna, and I'm like, no, I can't. Well, I can't I'm taking it, it anyway. Mine now. <laughs> Look, okay. It was the only new song Lenny wrote for his greatest hits album. It came out in the year 2000. (laughs) In the year 2000. (laughs) Originally, he planned for it to be on his sixth studio release, but overall it didn't fit the theme, which I don't, I never listened to that album, so I have no idea. Because it was too good? Probably. (laughs) This song was a big old hit, though. It Uh reached number four on the charts, and it won Lenny his third Grammy for best male vocal rock performance and this was actually a record for the most consecutive Grammys in one category because he won for Fly Away in 99 American Woman in 2000 and again again in Uh, 2001 uh, the Grammys are pointless I I don't disagree (laughs) with that but it's just it was worth noting yeah so the music video for the song was actually the first ever downloadable video on MTV and VH1 Oh. Yeah. And like you said, it was just an excuse for him to show off his butt. Literally. And also took probably like 10 hours to download. Probably. I mean, AOL. It was 2000. Yeah. 2000. 
<laughs> um, also, what you might not have gotten from the like 30 seconds to a minute that I showed you of the music video, mm-hmm. he's a shitty cheater in it because he has this girlfriend and she's like trying to talk to him again. His attention He's like, I don't really care about my girlfriend. And then he goes to that diner and he starts talking to that girl. And he's like, no, nah, I want to be with this girl. And he like fantasizes about making out with her. Or maybe he did. We don't know if they fucked or not. Cannot tell. And like the whole thing is about how he really wants to be with her and he has like his girlfriend. You know what? It wasn't me. <laughs> like again, the early two thousands were such a fucking so shitty, fucked. problematic time. It's like no, no, Lenny. Like there was zero reason to want to cheat on your girlfriend with this random diner girl. No, Lenny. You know what? You might have been crazy about that girl, but you didn't know shit about her. No, Lenny. You this- can't cheat on your girlfriend, <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I find that so funny. No, Lenny. No, Lenny. Cheat on your girlfriend. You have no reason. Like, I mean, I just, I mean, look, I just don't like cheating, but I get, like, you can work past it if there's a mistake and you work through it. But, like, but I can't he plays it too goddamn cool in that video. Like, it's to, cool like, that I'm cheating regrets. on my A, really attractive girlfriend, and B, yeah. that she loves me. He's like, you know, I'm, you know, talking to this diner chick and like, no regrets, okay? Hashtag no regrets. I got all of these ice creams and pies and no regrets. Because diner girl's my bitch, I guess. Oh I don't know. That's that's the song. That's how the song goes. <laughs> yes. These are the lyrics. <laughs> that was the subtext. But actually, that's the annoying thing, too, because it is a really pretty song with good lyrics. Are they good lyrics? I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. The lyrics are fine, I guess. Okay. I mean, as long as it's not glorifying cheating, but the video kind of is glorifying cheating. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what the really weird part of it is. Like, I like it sounds like you're, you're in giving this me mixed messages here, Lenny. No, Lenny. You can't do that. <laughs> no, Lenny. Because <laughs> it sounds like it's like, oh, maybe like they're like somebody's moving away or something. And am I going to see you again? Yeah, know. that makes sense. But like cheating, no, this makes sense. But also, you need to work that out before you try and have a long distance relationship, Lenny. <laughs> Look, Lenny, <laughs> we can't approve of any of this. We're walking away. We're just walking away from this. Okay, so we did a little. We did a little goofy doof. Oh, we fucked up. Oops, a doopsie. We did oops, fuck- all berries. <laughs> we did an oops, all berries. We did an oops, all berries. So. Um, I was looking at the Spotify playlist and Ashley was looking at the actual Wikipedia playlist. <laughs> I do not trust Spotify with like clearly shit as like you this. should not. I should not have either. Yeah. Um so we accidentally both did the next song. <laughs> I'm going to cover the next song and Ashley'll cover the one after yeah, that. Because you went down a fucking rabbit hole. I and I did not did. I you went down a rabbit hole and I was like, fuck this song. I mean, I don't even like this song, but not, here no. we are. Does anyone like this song? Maybe. Let us know if you like this next song, kids. It's Fuel Hemorrhage in My Hands. In My Hands. Oh, leave love 
will give it to Brett Scallions, the lead singer of Fuel. Brett Scallion? Yeah. Delicious. He, he is wearing some nice ass flares in the video. Like, <laughs> if you don't look at his head, <laughs> if you the body his face. Body real hottie. Face, oh no. But a face. But a face though. Oh. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, I'm not really a fan of Fuel. No. I was back in the day. But I never even like cared one. Like I've always just been like, "Eh, it's Fuel, whatever. They were definitely in my BMG 10 for a penny list. I mean, they're only a penny. Why not? Exactly. It was a tenth of a penny. The song just always in this band, they just it always kind of existed. Mm-hmm. But when guitarist and songwriter Carbell talks about what the song was about, I was kind of like, shit. Oh yeah, this is when we bring it down a little bit. Yeah. So when he was a kid, his grandmother was diagnosed with cancer, but it was too late when they found it, so it mm-hmm. spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. She refused to die in the hospital, so she stayed at home with her family for a few months. Right. He watches as the cancer makes its way through her body, and at one time. When he and his mother were sitting with her, his grandmother asks, how do you die? Yeah. And it's like he said that moment stuck with him for the rest of his life. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to ask a child. Yeah. Well, what I read was that she asked his mother that question. But like. Oh, yeah. But he was there. But he was there. And yeah. it's like, no, but like, that hurts. Yeah. That's that was t- I was like, oh, shit. The song's like actually pretty fucking deep. Yeah. But then. Like, a lot of people who watch the video and they think it's about, like, getting dumped or being in an emotionally abusive relationship and, like, letting yeah. them back in and out. And, I, but if you really watch it, it's like, but this girl clearly dies. But then I was, like, rewatching Wait, it just now. did she die? I thought she died. But now rewatching, I'm like, did she have a miscarriage? Maybe? It was I don't always know. very this ambiguous. so fucking ambiguous. Fucking 2000s, am I right? And also, I thought, They thought like- we were way smarter than we were. <laughs> We can't catch on to these things, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I thought I always thought that the guy, the main character that mm-hmm. finds his girlfriend, you know, clutching her tummy on the floor or whatever, mm-hmm. always thought that was Balthazar Getty. I Pretty don't know sure him. it's not. He, oh, you would know him if I showed him. I mean, to he kind of looks familiar, right? He looks like Balthazar Getty. Sure, but he's not. He's sure. really not. But I will say, like, the whole, the lyrics don't wholly make sense either. <laughs> no. Because the bridge is all, he says, I wanted, you turned away, you don't remember, but I do. You never even tried. So I have, like, so many questions. I'm like. That was, that, that means nothing. That doesn't mean, A, that doesn't mean anything. That but means like, absolutely nothing. Because if it's about death, are you saying, like, you never tried to not die? <laughs> <laughs> But have you tried not dying? dying? And that's like, what does it mean? Like, in my hands, in my hands again. Right. Like, I always. Are you holding grandma in your hands and you're like, grandma? Yeah. <laughs> grandma! In my hands again. Are you King Diamonds? Are you? At King- this point. You're not King Diamond. Nobody is King Diamond but King Diamond. That's true. Trust. I do trust that. Yeah, so like, I mean, I guess that was my deep dive. You probably did the same amount of deep diving. But I was just really analyzing the lyrics and being like, this doesn't make sense. I do have a little fun fact. Oh? About Fuel. Mm-hmm. That might bring up the mood a little bit. Okay. So, fun fact. When lead singer Brett Scallions left the band, I just find his last name so funny. Scallion. It's literally Onions. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Onions. When Brett Onions left the band, they asked 
Chris Daughtry to replace him because they liked his rendition of this song that he performed on, on American, American Idol. Idol. Chris declined and instead went on to create his band Daughtry to the delight of middle-aged soccer moms everywhere. <laughs> I think they would have been delighted Either way. Yeah. 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 So that's that song. Yes. And let's fix our goof here. (laughs) Let's Because we forgot about the song that I should have talked about. Let's just I don't know how I forgot about this one. Let's just riff the fuck on this song. I mean, do we really need to do any research on this anyway? It's with Arms Wide Open by Creed. I'll take a breath. I'll take her by my side. First of all, I'd like to apologize because I did use the music video version and I didn't realize like how much they kept the sound effects in there and it's really obnoxious and I apologize. But I'm sorry, did my bro just go into Orthonk and find Saruman? Like, Seriously, I was like, are they ripping off Lord of the fucking Rings? Did he just run up Baradur or some shit? Like, what? No, he did not. There's no way Scott Stamp would have made that. Scott Stamp. He's Scott Stamp. He's Scott Stamp. He's Scott Stop or Scott Stamp. He's both. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right. So this fucking song. <laughs> this fucking song. It's about his kid being born. Okay. So apparently this song is all about how Scott Stapp fell after he found out that his lady friend was pregnant. <laughs> He began writing the lyrics to the song in early 1998 during the My Own Prison Tour when he found out that his then-wife, Hillary Burns, was pregnant with his first child, Jagger. Gross. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Not the kid, but like, Scott. Scott. No, of course, Scott. The kid has nothing to do with this. According to Stapp, the song was written in 15 minutes at soundcheck. With arms wide open. So yeah, it's all about like being a dad and like all that shit but then like but also jesus and also jesus because like they're jesus dudes i guess jesus dudes but then if you go on the songmeanings.com website yes about this song the comments are the fucking best you wouldn't we do not spend enough time on songmeanings.com not enough we do not as a population as a species we do not as a podcast no like as a species we do not spend enough time on songmeetings.com fair enough but we're gonna spend a hot second there because this one comment is everything all right capital e everything i'm going to read it to you use the voices i will try to use voices okay While I don't expect the average person to understand this, I find it extremely obvious that the song is about old tales in the Bible. (laughs) More specifically, it's directly linked to the passage Ezekiel 23, 18 through 21. Oh, oh, I love those ones. Those are the best. My favorite Ezekiel. (laughs) 
For My those, favorite. you never forget your favorite Ezekiel. <laughs> you never forget your first Ezekiel ever, or either. <laughs> For those uneducated sinners around you, I can sense you. <laughs> this passage is about those who whore themselves. Many years were wasted in Egypt, flailing around, flaunting the wicked and crooked lewd actions of those who are comparable to donkeys. <laughs> Confusing to you, but it's clear to me. Dave Grohl created this song back in 1997 when he passed away for 14 minutes. He was brought back to the cursed earth by Scott Stapp. In this, it's spelled sap. <laughs> who was the surgeon who operated on Dave after he went into cardiac arrest? It was later revealed that Dave had irritated his already in bad shape heart by abusing the substance codeine. <laughs> Both Dave and Scott have since formed a very special relationship, which some believe to be outrageously intimate. Is it true? We don't know. There are some photos of the two holding hands in public. Whether they, they did this as a gag to fool us, ha ha! Oh or they were captured on camera in their most innocent and unsuspecting form, nobody will ever really know. All I can personally do is get on my knees and release a prayer and hope that they that their bond is still tight and the love they possibly raised is still grounded. And Cody's turning all the frogs gay. <laughs> Cody, you got so Alex Jones in that. You're like, welcome. You had so Alex Jones. <laughs> so I'm gonna assume that was a gag. I don't but know. You know what? Considering all of the comments on that page, I really don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. But you and know the fact what? that I did just compare you to Alex Jones could be real. Big if true. <laughs> but you know what? Codeine, 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 codeine. I'm begging of you, please don't kill Dave Grohl. Please make Dave and Scott Stepp's relationship real. I would have so much respect for Scott Stepp if it were real. Right. But I might lose respect for Dave Grohl and I don't think I can handle that. No, because I'm going to leave. I'm going to look at it as like he's really helping Scott Stepp. All right. Like, you know he's what? He's really building up his confidence and making him a better musician. Oh, all right. That's now how I, I choose like to look this. at it. All I right. like I like this this fanfic. I like, I like this. the slash fiction. All right. I'm it's, here for it. It's just slash fiction. Oh my god. That man just wrote slash slash fiction. That's what he did. I like it. <gasps> I love it. I love it. Ezekiel. Everybody Ezekiel. remembers our first Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget your first Ezekiel. <laughs> oh, I love it. My favorite Ezekiel. Ah, but you know what's not my favorite? No. This next fucking song. You love this song. I hate this song. When you got stuck with this song, I cackled because <laughs> I know you hate it. Because you know that my my ranting about it is going to be great. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. This is Drive by Incubus. So if I decide to waver my chance to be one of the high. Water over wine and hold my own and drive. Ah, ah, ah. 
Like, I think I've come back around to liking it. It's not as horrible as I remember it, but, mm. like, I'm just tired of fucking hearing yeah, it. Yeah, you were just sick of it. I'm so sick of this song. Mm. I still hear it on the radio. I'm fucking done with it. Yeah. Like, there's a million other Incubus songs that are so much better. You know what? Yes. It's kind of like the smells like teen spirit yes. of Incubus songs. You're like, I really do like this was a good song, and then all y'all just fucking took it and ran with it, and I hate you for it. Exactly. I get it. I'm I'm over it. So Incubus lead singer Brandon Boyd hasn't really said much about the meaning behind this song, except that it's about fear and how fear can take control of your life and influence all of your decisions. Oh. It makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Someone on Reddit made a pretty good observation that it could be about religion and devoting your entire life to fearing God. Damn. Makes sense. All right. They cite the lyrics, if I decide to waver my chance to be one of the hive, will I choose water over wine as proof? All right. Pretty good observation, water over wine. Yep. All right. I mean, it also could be like... Alliteration. Or yeah, just like, or a commentary on like drinking, yeah, and like party culture, yeah, could be that too. Both work. I don't know. The video for the song was inspired by MC Escher's drawing hands and shows oh. Brandon Boy drawing himself. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yes, it does. The band actually blew the video's entire budget on the location, transportation, and setup. So when it came to hiring an artist to do the animation, the label was like. Sucks to be you guys, but you're going to have to do that yourselves. <gasps> did they do that? Themselves? Yeah. So Brandon Boyd and drummer Jose Pasillas actually did all of the artwork themselves. You know what? Kudos. Yeah. They're it actually, looks really good. Like they were already really good artists. So them doing it themselves. Worked I out. Mean, yeah. All right. You know what? I was going to roll my eyes because you spent all your money on transportation. <laughs> Literally on plane tickets to get there but also like really label like whatever fucking label you're on that's all you could shell out for this fucking you can't go on fiverr and just get yourself a fucking animator considering how fucking popular incubus was at Mm. this point with pardon me and stellar and all of those singles already out you couldn't give them more than just transportation in your fucking budget and like the location wasn't even that like crazy it was like a a state university of michigan like auditorium what yeah literally the university should have given it some for free literally Hmm. but i'm sure the university was like oh you incubus but you got that money though right (laughs) so like i get it i get it i guess public college in michigan or wisconsin or whatever the fuck it was (laughs) midwest midwest somewhere Midwest somewhere. That's fair. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you saw it in real time. Ashley came around on Incubus. I never disliked Incubus. I disliked this song. Fair enough. And I still dislike it. I would rather listen to other shit. Fair enough. Give me science. I would rather listen to that. Mm. Their newer stuff's actually quite good. I haven't heard it. I don't know her, so. It's good. I'm, I'm just, I'm, just I'm gonna pretend like I don't know her. I'm okay. gonna Mariah carry this. Good job. You did it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I would love to Mariah carry my last song that I have to talk about. Oh, no. But I can't. <laughs> we got to deal with this. We got to deal with this first. This is Beautiful Day by you too. But is it? No. this point in U2's career, I kind of just am like, is this what you really want to be doing? Yep. Like, The Edge. Let's have a heart to heart. First of all, The Edge? First of all, this is your name? Really? We're sticking with this? Second of all, this is what you really want to be doing? Actually, with your out, life. out of all of them, his guitar part is probably the only part I'm like, eh. Probably. That's not bad. But like, whose idea was this song? Okay, so I'll get into it. I remember when this song came out because mm-hmm. I was actually a fan of U2 up until this point. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of people were fans of U2 up until this point. This song is just adult contemporary fluff and lacks any experimentation and any of the heart that their music had before it. And I even think the universally panned pop had more going for it than this did. This was a cash grab. This was this fee- I don't even think it was, but it felt like a cash oh, yeah. grab. But apparently we are on the outside as far as this opinion goes. Oh, really? <laughs> Bitches in 2008 this shit. Uh, oh, yeah, they did. Oh, my God. It won three Grammys and became a number one hit all around the world. And it's still played on your parents' favorite radio station today. Because people are basic fucking bitches. <sighs> they are. So when they were originally writing songs for this album, uh, whatever, Things You Can't Leave Behind... Nothing yeah, that you can one. Leave behind. I don't All that care. you can't leave behind. All that you can't leave behind. Yeah, sure, but I can leave this. I, behind. I also do feel like there's like 20 albums named "All That You Can't Leave Behind." But it makes sense because it's you two and they basic. Yeah. So it started off as something Bono and the Edge were working on, but producer Brian Eno, oh, was getting impatient with how little they were progressing. So he and co-producer Daniel Lanoy went into the studio before the band one day and basically finished it. <laughs> and okay. like Bono and the Edge filled it out like um the Edge added it's a beautiful day and he'd go day he'd hit the fifth in the chord and he'd sing day and that's how he filled out the chorus and also I guess the Edge's thing was he really went back to the old school guitar sound of like their 80s stuff and everybody was actually against him doing that they were like no Bono we can't do that that's British I this- apologize this guitar part sounds very similar to where the streets have no name. Where, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very similar it's, to that. The, the guitar part in the song is the only thing I'm like. I like that. If I just had like the guitar, I'd be down with it. Yeah. So everybody was against it. So we go. We can't go back again. I'm sorry that was British. <laughs> I can't do an Irish accent ever, let alone right now. Um. <laughs> and he was like, no, fuck you. I'm sticking with this. And they're like, all right, I guess you are. And and people were that's, very torn on it. Everyone was like, that's what he's doing. I guess he's, he is the edge. Capital T, capital E. 
Anyway, but so. What is his real name? I don't know. Is it like Tommy? It's uh, George. Lionel. Lionel. <laughs> that's Sarf. Dick. <laughs> anyway. So Bono said ly- lyrically the song is about f- still finding joy in life despite losing everything you have. Is it? And if you ask any basic music journalist, they'll tell you how deep this song is with themes like finding grace within the world itself and the ambi- ambiguous subject between religion and romance and like no i can't stop rolling my eyes i'm pretty sure the lyrics are just a fucking turd that they pulled out of their ass at the last possible second it means nothing it's about a man who lost everything but still finds a beauty in life he lost nothing (laughs) it's you too they have everything they've lost nothing yeah they don't they're, this is kind of like their love don't cost a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is them just tossing expensive accessories into the beach. Yep. In uh, million is, dollar glasses this is their for glaucoma. <laughs> Instead of just fixing the glaucoma. Yeah. I, I would rather wear these douchey fucking sunglasses than get surgery on my eyeballs. I mean, maybe he can't. I don't want to seem insensitive. Sure, I do not want to seem insensitive to glaucoma. But... This is their hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge. It is. It is, though. Uh, yeah. It was. Look, again, I was big into U2 with like their 80s songs and like they sang about things that mattered. So when this song Sunday came out. Sunday Bloody Sunday is still a fantastic song. Seriously. Still. Still. Very good. We'll give it to them. Yep. Uh, but yeah, when they come out with this fluff piece at a time in my life when I was kind of sick of adults telling me everything's going to be okay and like I just wanted someone to be real with me. So yeah, I don't think I ever really covered to liking you two after this because I was like, oh, you stopped singing about things that mattered. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is the kind of song where you like roll down the road in a convertible with your aunt. Arms up like, woo, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> Don't like, get away. In like 2001. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that anymore. This is a Liv like, Tyler music video. Reality has weighed down upon us. And it, guess what? It's not a beautiful day. It's not. Like it's ever. Not. Ever. No. no. I have student loans, bitch. It's not a beautiful day. <laughs> it's never a beautiful day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful day when I get to fucking sleep in. Which I can't tell which, you the last time I did that. I that doesn't happen. No. No. Bitch gotta work. Pay your bills. And really quickly to touch upon the video. is directed by our pal Jonas Ackerland. No fucking way. Yes fucking oh, talk way. Talk about a fucking sellout. Jesus Christ. It shows planes flying over the band as they play while Bono runs around Charles de Gaulle Airport being quirky with the other people walking around, you know, stealing, <laughs> so their, stealing their suitcases and eating their food. Which they seemed really upset about. Seriously. And then there's like a random makeout scene with two attractive young people because why not? With Bono? No, with each other. Oh, because lesbians are hot. No, it was too attractive. Like, I think it was a man and a woman. I don't know. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm not going to assume their gender. Mm. They're two attractive youths. It didn't... Look, it doesn't fit no matter what their gender or non-gender is. Yeah. It's either dumb way, and I hate it. Either way, it's stupid. I hate all of this. <laughs> you know what? This just left me on a fucking bad note. Why don't you finish up? Well, I don't know if it's going to be a better note. It is for me. With the last one. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we're going to talk about the last 
the last song on this now compilation, mm. which is AM Radio by Everclear. It's so wrong. It scares the shit out of me. Oh, I will get to the video in just a hot fucking second. Oh, I know you will. So only a few years before the song 1985 graced the charts with with its nostalgic look back on everything 80s, which by the way, so 1985, we know it as a Bowling for Soup song. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Stacy, Madonna. Yeah, that song. It was not a Bowling for Soup original. No shit. It was by the band SR71. Good for them? Holy fuck. So fucking weird. But anyway, before that song even hit the shelves, uh, Everclear shat out this song. <laughs> It's basically a big old tribute to everything 1970s, or more specifically, everything lead singer Art Alexa Kiss remembers about his childhood in the 70s, which is basically every Everclear song. Well, this is the only Everclear song that isn't about his dad leaving him and him having a really shitty childhood and his mother having a mental breakdown. So this is actually a positive look at his childhood, unlike every Everclear song. Yeah. Unlike every other Everclear song. Yeah. Like Everclear. Stop it. I'm not like proud of it, (laughs) but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say the one Everclear song that I actually liked is the Local Gods song on the Uh, Romeo Romeo and Juliet Juliet soundtrack. soundtrack. Mm. That's a fucking banger. That is a banger. That's a banger. All right. But this song (laughs) samples Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff. Oh, yeah. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? Because at this point, rock bands thought it would be cool to start using samples. This, I think... Oh, my God. Right? Wait a minute. Everybody started using samples. Oh, my God. There why Fall Out Boy happened. <laughs> this leads directly to Fall Out Boy, yes. This is like Venn Diagram Fall Out Boy is in the middle. <laughs> Samples, uh, Everclear, Fallout Boy. We explained it. Fallout Boy. We figured it out. Oh, God. Ugh. We are the reason why Fallout Boy exists. And Everclear. Damn it, Everclear. Right. God, shit. This, I think, is a good example of how samples usually didn't work. Yeah. And they should have just left this song alone. They should have just, like, made their own thing. Yeah, because the only reason I like this song, kind of, is because of the sample. Yeah, because we already like Mr. Big Stuff. Exactly, but they didn't do anything with the sample to make me, like... It's just, like, our Alexa Kiss... Alexa Calicus. Alexa Kiss. Alexa Espialidocious's 
like pseudo rapping over the chorus. He's just talking. He's just talking. Don't even say he's, he's rapping. Like, he's talking. He's just like name dropping 70s stuff. And it's just. Dude, like, you know. Hold but, up. But you know. In like another five years, they're going to do that for the 90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to fucking jump off a bridge. (laughs) I'm going to go stand in traffic. But like the thing about it is, is that like this song ends up being like your dad just like, oh, this is like my childhood. So I'm going to rap about it on a rock song. Hey, kids, you want to know about my childhood? Yeah. I grew up in the 70s. And I guess, like, the reason why it kind of works for the SR71 slash Bowling for Soup song, they make it into this joke of, like, this woman has all this nostalgia for 1985, but her kids think she's a fucking loser. She can't move past it. Yeah, like, they make it kind of, like, it's tongue-in-cheek, and it's like, these are important things to her, but her kids don't get it, but... Yeah, and in this... It's endearing. And in this song, he's more like, yeah, we did all this stuff in the 1970s, but we we don't fucking do it anymore because, boo, technology... We don't. We didn't have AOL. <laughs> we didn't. We played records. We didn't have like it's not. It's not. It's tongue not in, cute. It's not tongue in cheek. It's like old man yell at cloud kind of. Yes, thing. it's old. It's old man yell at cloud. <laughs> yes. The song. Yes, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> so like it's just, uh, and the music video does not help them. At all. Oh my god, the music video is scary as fuck. So though. the music video is absolute nightmare fodder. Absolute nightmare fuel. Terrifying. Not only are we blasted with clip after clip of 70s pop culture like the Brady Bunch, Mr. Potato Head, Kojak, HR Puffin stuff, Richard Nixon, etc. etc. <laughs> but the band members' faces are superimposed over the character faces, and it is frightening. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I like it. Apparently, Art Alexakis, yeah, directed the video himself, for which he should be ashamed. (laughs) And the whole thing reads like your dad just found out how to make TikTok videos with the green screen in the garage. Oh my God, it does. That is what this video is. It's like you watch and you're like, oh God, why did I show my dad TikTok even in the first place? I just thought he might like some of the funny videos with the dogs. And then he takes it way too far. Oh God, he realized he could do this. Oh my God, how did dad figure this out? How does he even know what a green screen is? Like, we don't even use that anymore. I thought I could show dad this because he wasn't going to figure it out. Fuck. Well, I got to get the fuck off TikTok now. Before you know it, your dad is like a king amongst millennials. (laughs) I still like Everclear. (laughs) I'm sorry. I still like the Romeo and Juliet you know what song. it is? I really just like their one album so much for the Afterglow. That was a really good album, and it was very important to me in my freshman year of high school. I'm not going to malign you for that, but um, I hate Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say, but do better, Maggie. <laughs> but you can do better, Maggie. Be I know you can be best, Maggie. <laughs> oh, my God. I know you can Melania Trump this all oh. the way to success, Maggie. All right. You just need to hashtag be best. I'm going to try my best to hashtag be best, but I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. I think I'm gonna. Hey, also, I still really like My Chemical Romance, so like I, I can't. I, make fun. I, I, I don't. You know what? I don't know anymore. 
Fallout like, Boy. <laughs> Fallout Boy, guys. Fallout Boy. That's gonna be my argument when I need to leave a fucking <laughs> argument. Fallout Boy! And just fucking, like, throw down a dust cloud and run away. <laughs> Smoke bomb. Fallout Boy! <laughs> run away. <laughs> And that's what I'm gonna do with this episode right fucking now. Because yeah. we're done. We're that done. was it. We we're went over two smoke fucking bomb hours. The shit out of here. I'm so sorry that you had to listen to two hours of us drinking and yelling at <laughs> this. But also I'm not, because this is what you came here for. You people love these episodes. Yeah. And you know what? We've you know what? We got that bi weekly thing going on, so this is like a nice little hey. Here's two fucking hours of stuff you can split that shit up because it's just songs yeah soon enough we're we'll be back to weekly episodes yeah. in a, next in September. Month, we're gonna be back it's gonna be all good but thank you all so much for listening putting up with our bullshit and our dumb <laughs> jokes we appreciate you and love you if it's your first time here you can feel free to check out more episodes they are not always us getting hammered <laughs> but sometimes they are and we do have other now episodes just a little bit hammered just a little bit hammered and talking about this fucking music yeah uh, you can check us out at our website, rockcandypodcast.com. You can also find our links to social medias. We got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have an email. Contact us at rockcandypodcast.com. You can send us suggestions or just comment on things or ask us questions. And we love messages and emails and yeah. comments and all that shit. Yeah. Also, Live for that stuff. Get a link for our store. We got t-shirts. We got cell phone cases. We got... Notebooks. Notebooks, we got and mugs. mugs, we got t-shirts. Wow. We did that real mugs. mugs. <laughs> <sighs> we also have a Patreon. Oh my god. So if you want to give us money, you can just do that. And yeah. uh that is at patreon.com slash rock candy podcast. Give us your harder money. We'll send you some swag. I promise I am on that. <laughs> Literally before am, we record, she's like, shit, 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 shit. Shit, 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 shit. Son of a bitch. God damn it. We yeah. love you and we're so sorry to whoever hasn't I'm, gotten I'm stuff yet. I'm going to send you extra stuff because yes. you have been patiently waiting for that. I promise. Mm. I am just, I'm bad. I'm so she's bad. A bad girl. Oh my God. <laughs> bad girl, bad girl. Yeah. And yeah, and we're put out some bonus episodes for you uh, Patreon kids. So what hold on that? for that. Patreon kids. Boners. Look, I'm drunk. (laughs) It's fine. (sighs) We'll be back again in two weeks with uh, one more hot, hot summer episode. It's going to be good. It is. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a story you probably don't know. And something you need to know. Yes. So more importantly, something you need to know. Something you need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But until then, a party on Ashley. Party on Maggie. Sure. Ooh, ooh, we drunk. Clink. And party on, you crazy kids out there. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, just a little bit.